You're listening to the Mining for Mayhem podcast, and you can find me, the phenomenal one, AJ, over at Backseat Bookers. Too sweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is your favorite podcast. It is Mining for Mayhem. I'm your host, BJ. So excited to be doing this. I've been in lockdown for a week, so this has been my greatest anticipation of the week. It's been so fun having all this extra time just to do other projects on top of that. We released the hot seat earlier this morning, the debut episode between RJ and Mage. We'll get into that a little bit later in the episode. But nonetheless, let's go straight down into the mine. Screw the safety gear. There's more concerning stuff in the world like the coronavirus. So screw the safety. Let's jump straight into the mines. Today, our guest coming into the mines with us is Eric from the Elite Era Network. Eric, how are you doing today, buddy? What's up, Aussie Lucian? What's up, Australia? It is so great to be, I guess, on the phone with you guys yeah, what i don't a, wake up super early for this bloody thing <laughs> what a crazy time of to be a wrestling fan oh my god you know like when we were chatting like months ago and you asked me like hey you want to like, be on our show and you're like honestly yes because i would have loved to be like chatting about wrestlemania but now months later it's like what the hell is going on like, well that's the thing when we set it up the coronavirus was barely a thing at the time. It hadn't affected the world as much as it had. It did. And in the Excel file, when I'm sorting everything out, working out what days each episode is going to be released and what topics we're going to be talking about, I'm like, okay, this is going to come out the morning before WrestleMania so we can do a WrestleMania preview. And yeah. at the time, it was only one night. It was still in Tampa Bay. Since then, it's now in Orlando, and it's now too big for one night. Hardy hard. Honestly, so, like, I I don't know why they wanted this to be a two-night thing, because I think they saw how good Wrestle Kingdom was, that they did it on two nights. They'd be like, hey, you know what? We can do that, too, only we'll make it better. And then this coronavirus thing happens, and it's like, god damn it. Well, but, I mean, that's one possibility. Just one thing, could, I did, one thing I noticed. It could have been something good. It could have actually been a great two-night thing if this thing was had died down. But I don't know. I feel like they kind of just immediately wanted to copy New Japan and be like, hey, we could make our two-night thing big, a lot better. Well, I was going to say, with the without the coronavirus, I don't think they would have done it because my logic being behind this is um and i'm drawing blanks again i've been doing this all day but no <laughs> yeah so the coronavirus happened and they made it two nights to have one seven eight hour pay-per-view on one night with no crowd in the background 
would be extremely draining for everyone watching on the TV. So that's why I think they've broken it up into two nights because the first night's only four hours. So if they do two four-hour nights in True. front of oh, oh, God. Yes. And I was at WrestleMania like last year, which um, when I was chatting uh, with my buddy Eli, who does his podcast, Just Two Marks, he and I, when we were talking, we, we both said, like, aren't we so lucky that we actually saw Mania live last year? Even though, like, oh, my God, I think that dragged on for maybe, like, four or five hours. And the worst part was, like, getting out of the show was even worse. Yeah, yeah I it was actually not too bad. But, no, it was bad. Like, Uber, like, rates had spiked up. You couldn't literally get out of the stadium. And I had to get a friend of mine to pick me up. And even she was having a hard time, like, trying to get in the stadium. But although she made... A quick 30 bucks because uh, two guys uh, who were like out in the boarding ring, like they actually asked, like, Hey, can you guys like drop us off? It's like, Yeah, where are you guys going? And they're just like, They were staying at a Motel 6 or something. So that's literally how desperate fans were getting. That's insane. <laughs> they were right, just so asking for rides. Before we get into the WrestleMania preview, tell me yeah. a bit about tell me a bit about yourself. How did you get into wrestling? So. I think, like, most, like, you just see it on TV, and you're just like, oh, my God, this looks so cool. But uh, I think, well, my parents being parents, like, they didn't want me watching that stuff because, like, well, A, it's, like, it's too violent or it's, like, it's too cartoony. And even my dad, like, still often says, like, I don't know why, like, you watch wrestling because it's all, like, fake and everything. It's, like, I know it's fake because it's entertainment. Like, I wouldn't go watching a movie, like, like Harry Potter and just be like, oh my god, that's so real. Like, how come like I'm not seeing that everywhere? It's like it's because yeah. it's a movie. It's like going up to someone. Harry Potter is a perfect example. You know, magic's not real, right? Yeah, I know magic's not real. <laughs> There's still a great cult following for it, much like wrestling. And I've gone to like a couple of. Well, let's see. I've been to two Raws. I've been... Actually, wait, no. I, I keep forgetting. I've been to four Raws, two SmackDowns, two NXT pay-per-views, handful... I've gone to three AEW events, first being Full Gear, which I still think that was amazing, but I was at Revolution uh, last month, and my God, that was just amazing. Or actually, yeah, Revolution was last month, yes. But... Is all just it's also the source of unity that you're seeing with wrestling fans, and especially I guess with the help of more promotions that are getting more awareness, like AEW, it's basically just bringing everyone together. There's no single dominant force of wrestling, but WWE still thinks, oh, we're still like the greatest of all time. It's like, not really, not 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 right now, honestly. Especially in terms of if you're being a better brand, I think NXT has been was a lot better last year than what WWE was doing. I think NXT has been better for years, honestly. True. Actually, that too. I remember actually watching my first NXT pay-per-view on TV was NXT New Orleans, and oh my God, was that freaking amazing. What drew you into NXT? Because everyone's got a different time period they got into it. See, I... I don't know, like, when they first started the NXT thing, this is when they killed the ECW, the new ECW, and I think mm. that pissed off everybody, and I see this NXT thing, it's like, oh my god, like, what is this? Like, they 
first like try to turn it into like this reality I guess competition thing and then of course the formation of Nexus which I think that was when <clears throat> I kind of like my first turn off of wrestling was around 2011 because they were just I thought the storylines were just getting like a little stupid and honestly just boring too so I just kind of like tuned away from it because even I knew like let's fake it doesn't really look that interesting but what got me back into wrestling was around 2014 or 15 one of the two but I went to my very first independent uh, wrestling show uh, I did college in Windsor Ontario Canada and they got a promotion down there that's called Border City Wrestling which is what they claim to be like the number one uh, indie, indie wrestling promotion in Canada which well there's a lot but I'm familiar with that but if anyone is familiar with a man named Scott Demore, who's done a handful of uh, TNA stuff, uh, he runs uh, BCW. I met him, and my in the ring, you know, he's a, obviously a complete a hole because, well, that's what he's supposed to be. But um, after the show, like he literally just comes up, like chats with the fans, and, you know, and just like talk about stuff. He's absolutely amazing, like down to earth guy. All right, so. Coming into WrestleMania, we do have the go-home show for SmackDown. Did you actually get the chance to watch that at all? I did not. <laughs> so a, there are a couple of headlines coming out of that. I'm about to look up their YouTube right now. But so yeah, so just that, with, what's, with what's been going on, I'm just like, I'm amazed they haven't given this a little bit of a break, but... You know, Some major headlines coming out of SmackDown is we finally found out who screwed Otis. Uh-oh. It was a combination of Dolph. He was in on it, and they showed a backstage segment with Sonya Deville Deleting the text messages from Otis. Ooh, wait, why am I getting interested in a love triangle? This is like the 10 billionth one they've done. So from what my understanding is, um, Sonya Deville what? said, you get what you want, I get what I want, everyone wins. So I'm questioning whether it's a love triangle or if she's doing it so she can get a friend back. Because they've been kind of distant since Otis came into the picture. I'm just getting bad flashbacks to Lana Lashley again. And I'm sorry, hang on. Wasn't there one point where... Oh, who the hell... Yeah, what's been going on with Lana Liv Morgan, by the way? When Liv Morgan said, like, I'm in love with you. Like, wait, what? What the hell has been going on with that lately? But... That's beside the point. Um, yeah, I was going to say Ruby Wright came back these, and they completely scrapped it. These love triangles, they're just getting so ridiculous. And especially that it's risky to do them because you might be toying with real-life relationships. Best example, Edge, Matt Hardy, and Lita. <laughs> like, Matt Hardy and Lita were actually a thing. And then when they did the whole love triangle 
featuring Edge, Lita actually in real life was cheating on Matt Hardy. So that's why it's too risky to be doing that. And I feel bad for like the Rusev Lana thing because like they're actually married in real life. And then you have this going on and you're like, guys, not again. Because this is the second time they've done a stupid live triangle for the two of them. And I'm at the point where I kind of feel bad for them. Like one of the best heels in the business, and now it, they're drawn down to a lazy love triangle. <clears throat> like Man. I really wish they would stop that. And you've also got your other storyline or other headline. Um, Roman Reigns has pulled out of his match with Goldberg. That actually, that was that shocked me. But I was I didn't want to be surprised. But that was like, whoa, Roman Reigns, because. We all know, like, oh, the the man's been going through so much, and especially with, I think it was like a year ago. He said, yeah, that year ago he said that he was on remission, and you know, with what's going on, like, I'm actually pretty glad that he doesn't want to partake in this because you know you're yeah, you're putting the health precautionary. I'm pretty at, sure. Yeah, you're putting the health at risk for one of. God forbid, I can't believe I'm saying this. You're putting one of your top superstars at risk and a man who's literally fought his, his life trying to be where he is. Now, like, don't get me wrong. I love Roman Reigns in, in most cases where, like, yeah, I've been, like, cheering on the TV where I want him to win a championship. But there comes a point where it's like you're pushing him way too much where it's like you got other stars to develop. So... Obviously, like, he's been, a, like, a really good poster boy for Mania. I'm just, well, also happy he's not the freaking main event again. Mm. Like, on a side note for the WrestleMania last year match with Drew McIntyre, there was nobody in the crowd interested at all in that match. I literally, like, went out to, like, the restrooms because I didn't, I, wa- I wanted to try and intentionally skip that match so much, but... The only things that I sadly skipped was Drew McIntyre's entrance, which I heard was actually pretty epic. But no, when he came out, everyone was booing, like, nope, we don't care about this match at all. So who do you believe <laughs> should have replaced Roman Reigns? Because there's been a couple of names did, thrown out there, like Sheamus, Did they even Jeff say, did they, even say a, did they say a replacement? Because... I'm looking on the Wikipedia right now, and... They've announced one. Oh, wait, I... Oh, wait, no, I, I do see a name. I'm not going to say it if they didn't announce it, but let's just say... They have announced a, a name. They did announce a name. Um, it was announced on SmackDown, because the two names that were thrown out no. there... Were oh, never mind, so they did announce it. Okay, so Braun Strowman, okay, well, A... Kind of about time, but too little too late for the damage control. But about time, honestly. I would have wanted Goldberg Braun. But no, we got that for that amazing super showdown at or was it no, it was Crown Jewel. One of the one of the Saudi blood money events, which I at first I was like, okay, you know, we did one pay per view in Saudi Arabia, that's pretty cool. But then you sign up a deal to do multiple and be like, um, I'm not sure about that. But let's just say with the Saudi shows, when legends fall, the ashes rise. That's all I was saying. Ha 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 ha. 
Or should I say when tough love falls, the ashes rise? Hey, wait a minute. This is this this is a whole other ordeal we're doing right here. <laughs> if if anyone is so confused what the hell we just talked about, just go follow TWRE and join Tough Love. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, just anyone but the Brotherhood. Yes, we'll agree on that. <laughs> I call them the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. We had our match and they couldn't stay out of it. Yeah. Um, anyways, back to the unfortunate reality. You know, if, if this, yeah, if COVID, like, just wasn't a thing right now, this would have been a great match card, you know, having the two nights and everything. Is Roman the right choice to replace Roman, though? That's another thing. It's like, are we really just going to do the whole, like, two super giants fighting one another when it probably is just going to be... Like headlock or yeah, headlock after headlock, and it's like, oh my god, just someone power slam already. But uh, if it'll they be actually make match. it look good, if they actually make it look good, it, I really hope it won't be like, uh, what am I gonna say? A squash match. Well, one of them's getting squashed. It's just the question of who. Do we see Goldberg uh, get squashed? They, or do we see Goldberg they do, squash? They do Goldberg, then it's like, what's the point of all that? Because honestly, for for the other championship match, like I really hope McIntyre actually squashes Brock Lesnar, much like Rollins did last year. Because it's like this is this has gone far enough already. <laughs> Brock being champion and Seth Rollins time after time just. Like, warning, I don't know whether for real or just he's just doing it as a work by saying, like, when Brock's champion, everything just goes to shit. Which, in a way, I guess it kind of has. But, I don't know. I, I really hope Ron wins, you know, because we'll actually have a champion who shows up every night. Like, that would actually be nice. Well, everyone says they want a champion that shows up every night. I saw a stat on Twitter today. Brock Lesnar has been at every Raw this year. That's actually interesting. (laughs) Okay, is it him actually, like, fighting people, or he just shows up, stands there, and... Pretty much. ...and just does all the talking, and it's like... Yeah, pretty much. You know, at least he did show up, I guess. I'll give him credit for that. But just, like, uh, I don't know. All right, so let's go over this. We'll get back to those matches. Let's run through the card. And we'll quickly talk about it and try and see if we can pick a winner. So the first one is Otis versus Dolph (laughs) Ziggler. Don't care. Oh, my God. (laughs) Disqualification. (laughs) I don't know. It's been one of the more interesting stories going in. I will give them Uh, that. I'm just so over love stories and wrestling. Like, the moment AEW will do one, I'll be like, oh, come on, we're not WWE. Mm. But... I wasn't a fan of the Rusev Lashley Lana love triangle. Then it became... That was just so poorly done. This one, 
dumbest thing ever. Couldn't help but feel for Otis. It was like, come on, get the girl, Otis. You can do it. <sighs> All right, I'll go for Otis just because... I think, yeah, I think Otis wins this one. Uh, <laughs> the next match is for the Women's Tag Team Championships. The Kabuki Warriors versus Bliss and Cross. Hmm. I, this is another part of me where it's like still salty because they ruined Nikki and they broke up Sanity, which I was so pissed <laughs> off from. Hmm. And I don't know. I just I can for the for this longest time, I could have never. I could never have gotten behind the Alexa Nikki thing, because I feel like oh, Bliss is just using her for her own advantage, or Nikki's gonna just backstab her and be like teacher versus student thing. But I don't know. I, I just feel like Nikki could have gotten better, but. Besides that point, um, you know, Alexa Cross winning the tag titles, be like, yeah, why not? That'd look good. It's, I reckon the Kabuki Warriors retain. It's, this is the match that I don't care about. Purely for the fact that I'm still salty of the Iconics. Oh, you're not the only one. I, dude, I was screaming that the Iconics won the tag titles last year. Like, that so was amazing. Was I. Oh, you actually got, like, a huge, like... You actually got, like, a huge, like, cheer when they actually won the titles. Oh, yeah. People were like, oh, my God, finally, Iconics won the title. And then it's like, the Iconics are they? I was salty that Buddy Murphy also lost that night. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> You gotta root for your Aussies. I gotta root for for my Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of which, Sami Zayn, your IC champion against Daniel Bryan with Drew Gulak. Because when did that become a thing? Or have I just been really way behind? <laughs> uh, they had a rivalry, and then Gulak took Bryan to the limit at the Royal Rumble in one of the best technical matches I've seen in years out of WWE. Like, this was NXT level good. but And then Brian yeah. said he took him to the limit. He enjoyed it. And he wanted to learn from Gulak. So they sort of became a tag team. Now it just feels like Gulak's become Brian's adversary, not the other way around. Hmm. Doesn't feel like Gulak's the leader or the mouthpiece like he should be. Well, for this one, I'm going with Sammy. This is really hard. Like, it's about time Sammy won a cha- championship. <laughs> Cesaro should have been a world champion by now. <clears throat> well, Cesaro was a tag champion, but boy, did that not last long with the bar. Yeah, well, I was going to say he's a, what, seven-time tag champ with the bar? I guess so. Actually, the Barra five-time tag champ. Cesaro was also a tag champ with Tyson Kidd. Oh, with Tyson Kidd, but he got injured. I remember that. In a match, ironically enough, that involved Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Actually, no, it wasn't that match that happened. 
But Tyson Kidd's last ad match on SmackDown, I believe, was with Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan and John Cena. Because it was the... I can't even think of how that came about. World Heavyweight Champion WWE Champ versus the Tag Champs. Hmm. But this should be... Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn should be a real good match. And I want to see Daniel Bryan in this one. God damn it, you're making me want to watch WrestleMania. I'm like, no. Nope, after everything that's going through. All right. So the next match is Last Man Standing. And this is a real blood feud. This is Edge versus Randy Orton. This is going to... Oh, man. This This should be the main event of at least one night, and this is going to steal the show. I think, yes, night one, this has to be the main event. None of the ty- none of the championship matches. <clears throat> um, part of me is like, I want Edge to win because, duh, I gotta represent, but I feel like Randy Orton just might take this. Because if Edge wins, then it's like, okay, then, so what are you gonna do with Edge now? If he wins, like, are you just gonna Make him like do matches again, or I think Hmm? they've announced that he's coming back as a part-time performer. Hmm. Well, I'm just so glad he's back. I was, I watched as much as the Rumble as I could at home before I had to go to work, and I watched the last hour of the Royal Rumble at work. And when I snuck off down the, I had to go down the back to do the delivery, so I took my phone with me. I snuck my phone oh, in the cold room as I'm putting the delivery away. And I stopped and I looked at my phone. Or oh, I stopped basically every time I heard the timer start. And I'm three, two, one. On this day. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Look, I might have been I in heard the, the I heard the rumors that he was coming back like, I didn't watch it because considering what had happened earlier that day, I was just not emotionally okay. Yeah. So, like, I I was going to watch Rumble, like, that day, but I was like, no, I just was not going to watch it, especially after, well, earlier it was the death of Kobe Bryant, and it's like, no, I, I just can't. Especially that that was on my birthday. It's like, okay. that was even worse. But... Well, that- There'd been a lot of rumors that Edge has was coming back, and Edge was repeatedly shutting it down, going, I'm retired, I want to be there for my family, my health. I may be physically fit to come back, but I'm not going to risk my health because I have my kids I want to look after. And he had half the people convinced, and the other half were going, oh, no, Edge is coming back, Edge is coming back. Boys... Did they get cocky once Edge came back? Mm. (laughs) And then, oh, the the concerto. Oh, man, that was hard to watch. I I cringed at that. I don't cringe at wrestling, but I cringed at that. Yeah, when I was watching that, I was like, oh, that that lasted long. I'm just like, oh... Edge has neck issues. Why would they do a concerto to his neck? Alright, so who have we got? Oh, well, when you can see that they kind of like stop halfway, but still, you watch that like, oh my god. 
So who have we got to win this but one? That that still was. Ah oh, shit, we still got to pick a winner. Um. Okay. I don't know. My my gut is saying Randy's gonna win it. Yes, I'm Randy I as think, well. Like, this is actually kind of making me think back to like the whole Cody MJF rivalry that built up to Revolution when Cody was taking in so much punishment, goes to Revolution, ends up losing to MJF in good old MJF fashion. I feel yeah. like that's what's going to happen. Like you built Edge up to all this, and Randy just comes out as the winner. So, yeah, it'll be something really sneaky. I'm gonna go with Randy on this one, and now that I think about it, has. Oh, wait, I was going to say, what the hell was the last time Randy Orton actually lost at WrestleMania? I was about to say, like, he hasn't lost in a while, but I was, like, thinking, well, wait, he lost at WrestleMania 30, and that's really all I could think of, unless I missed something from 34. AJ Styles? Oh, yeah. I gotta look this up. Because <laughs> I know uh, he beat Bray Wyatt. Yeah. But let's not even touch that match. Oh my god. I Bray should have won that, in my opinion. Uh we'll we'll get there. So the next match is Elias. Oh yeah, last year. Yeah, I was gonna Florida. say last year. AJ did win. How about that. Whoops. Well, wasn't Randy Orton meant to go against AJ Styles this year? I don't know. Because that's what it looks like they were building up to. But yeah, the car- next match is Elias versus King Corbin. Because why? <laughs> exactly. What? Why? I hear like Elias King Corbin going to have a match. You're like, why? See, this is where we say, who cares? Oh well, I suppose God. every WrestleMania needs a toilet break. I don't know about that. Is that too harsh to say? No, no. Like, I, I get that like, there's some matches where it's, like, a little breather room, but... Well, I was gonna, you're gonna have to Lex. still... You're gonna have to still be convincing and be, like... What? I don't know. It's, like, what the hell does this have to do with WrestleMania? Elias and Corbin. I'm probably what gonna have to see do with Gronkowski out there as well. Oh, God. And as a as a New England Patriots fan, too, I'm like, why the hell is Rob Gronkowski going to WWE? It's like, come He's on, man. He's the host of WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, and he, like, signed that contract because he wants to be a wrestler. be like, Gronk, no. Uh, unlike some of the superstars who were rejected by the NFL before, you are an NFL legend. A future Hall of Famer, too. I don't think you ought to waste your namesake away by signing up with W-freaking-W-E. This is... For me, this will be the toilet break. This is just a a cringe match for me, honestly. Yeah, and I hope Elias (sighs) washes Corbin in seconds. Get it over and done with. I'll say screw it, yeah. Just like guitar shots in the head and be like, there, match over. Alright, now the next uh, match. I'll go with Elias just because and that I've actually even met I've met Elias too. Yeah. The next match is another why. 
It's Alistair Black, who I actually like, versus Bobby Lashley with Lana. Why? Alistair Black. Going with him because he, he better friggin' win. Why are they having this match? Why are they wasting Alistair too? Like, come on. Do you not know what he's done in Europe? Like, for God's sake. <coughs> Here he is, like, one of the hottest, one of the hottest superstars on NXT, especially when he signed in. And whenever, when he was still called, like, Tommy End or something, everyone's like, holy shit, he's going to go to NXT. He's going to be amazing. Look what they've done to him now. Like, am I wrong to think that maybe in a year or two, he's just going to quietly leave WWE and he might just jump ship to AEW? Uh, I don't know. It's I thought he was doing great with his feud with Buddy Murphy. But even though he won that feud, Buddy Murphy profited from it. Yeah. And then, who knows, you could be right. Alistair Black would just fade to black and disappear off like, into the distance. But Like, imagine you put him in a title match. Honestly, you know what? I think it should have been Goldberg Black. Come on. Different brands. Wouldn't that, wouldn't, wouldn't that be incredible, though? Oh, it would be. The problem being is one's on Raw, one's on SmackDown. So what? Just do the wild card thing. I'm a genius. That's some good shit. It's like... Oh, don't bring that back. <laughs> no. Oh my god, was I wanting to punch my TV when they announced the wild card thing. Like, so it's the draft. I was like, no, it's a wild card. Like, it's the draft. <laughs> so okay, fair enough. Let's have but three people go across. Two minutes later, they brought four. Oh, I've changed my mind. We'll have four by the end of the show. <laughs> they've done six. Like, oh, get your shit. Remember together. when WrestleMania used to be three hours and people thought that was too long? Yeah, I'm starting to miss that. <laughs> so who wins, Black or Lashley? Um, I'll go with Alistair because just. Please, either give him an immediate title match or just put him back in NXT, please. So I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I, as much as I don't want it to happen, I think Lashley wins because of Lana's interference. And there goes your ratings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the next match is for the Raw Tag Team Championships. The Street Profits versus Angel Gaza and Austin Theory. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Like, Gaza I'm not being disrespectful, yeah. but ooh. Like, Gaza's sort of made a name for himself in the past couple of months since he's been called off. But Austin Theory, like, yes, he's a great talent. Wait. Isn't he the guy that got his ass whipped by Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. Why are they doing this? I would have rather have a brief DIY reunion to fight the Street Profits. But why not actually give it to an 
Okay, let's put it this way. Assuming Andrade didn't get injured, it'd be Andrade and Gaza. Why were they in the tag? I was going to say, where's Andrade? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's injured again. Damn it. But why, is, why are they in the match? They should have had a fatal four-way for the United States Championship. With, um, now they just realize, why? Why is there no U.S. title match? I just realized. Andrade's injured. Uh, right. I forgot he won the title. <laughs> but why not have the Street Profits versus um, the War Raid? What are they called? War Raiders? Uh, the Viking Raiders. Because yeah, apparently War crash. is too like, extreme. War Raiders, War Machine, or is it the Viking Express? Experience. Oh my god. <laughs> they did the shit. name change of Viking Experience. Everyone was like, Are you shitting me? Oh my god. And now it's the name of their finishing me. Yeah, the Viking so, Experience. Like, oh my god. Just... I think it's safe to say the Street Profits win this. This will actually be a good match. The talent involved, you've got the high... Gaza and Theory have the skill. And Montez Ford's going to put a clinic of charisma. This will be... It won't be the show stealer or the best match there, but it'll definitely be a match to keep an eye on. It'll be a match that'll be highly entertaining. Yeah. But on a better entertaining contest, a triple threat ladder match... Ms. Morrison reuniting of dirt sheets versus New Day and Usos, which this one should actually be really good. Yeah. Um, all these guys cool. are high flyers. Ms. may not be, like, I guess the most experienced high flyer, just in my opinion, but Morrison, on the other hand, he's he's done a lot of, like, spotlight-stealing moments at Mania, especially... Yeah. You know, when Money in the Bank used to be the best opening matchup for WrestleMania, and he would, like, do, a, like, a high-flying, like, yeah, just basically, like, a high-flying, like, uh, drop-down with a ladder or something. Like, he, basically, Morrison always found a way to steal the show. So, I definitely think this could be one to be a show-stealing. Now, could it replicate Dudley's Edge and Christian the Hardys? Absolutely not. Like... <laughs> Oh, God, no. On top of that, I wouldn't exactly call Big E a high flyer either. Mm, true. But you got Kofi, which... Oh, yeah, didn't he win the WWE Championship last year? Oh, Don't God. even get me started on that. That's another thing I'm dirty about. Oh, my God. They wasted that so much. That was the greatest storyline going into Mania. Oh my god, right? That story from the Elimination Chamber to Mania? Oh my god. It's and like, then it just gets wasted away by Brock Lesnar. It's like, well, that lasted long. I was going to say, that um, storyline going into Mania with Kofi Kingston was so good that it was one of those, yeah, okay, get the toilet paper. That storyline's probably the reason why there's no more toilet paper anymore. Oh my god. 
it's sad that I actually kind of wanted Daniel right away because I don't get me wrong. I know Kofi was amazing. I just thought I don't. I just I didn't know yet. I thought they wasted so many opportunities for Kofi to finally be champion. That I thought now is the time. You're like I don't know, but when he wanted out, even I was like, okay, that was amazing. Because you could literally tell, like, everyone was probably going to cry that Kofi finally became a champion. That was definitely one of the highlights of the night. Oh, duh. But speaking of that WrestleMania, what did you think of the Becky Lynch moment with um, Rousey and Charlotte? How do you... What was the atmosphere? Ronda shoulders were up. (coughs) Sorry. Ronda shoulders were up. (coughs) Sorry. I just woke up here. Okay, apart from that botch, which literally, you watched the footage, Ronda's shoulders were up. Becky did not win that title match. Mm. But besides me being salty, I honestly thought it looked like it could, it's one of those, it could have been better. It was gr- It was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't great, but it could have been better. And it was also the fact that everyone knew that time was dragging on so long. Yeah. That, like suddenly they had to like fast forward this fast forward the ending. Cause I think I heard there was, it was supposed to be a different ending. Yeah. And on and top think, of that, from what I, think I heard, Becky was supposed to win over Charlotte, but I still would have preferred Becky Rhonda. That's it. No Charlotte whatsoever. Cause I was literally be like, Vince, you just ruined WrestleMania by just saying, Becky, you're being suspended. Here's your replacement, Charlotte Flair. Like, oh, fuck off. Well, I think also they um, WWE told the transportation that Mania was going to end two hours earlier than what it actually did, which is another reason why there was so much trouble with transport afterwards. If you, right. if you would look over just an average pay-per-view on WWE versus AEW, AEW knows how to actually pace themselves because they actually say, hey, this is going to be a time limit. So if there's no winner after 30 minutes, then it's a draw. So I think WWE, they're just be like, oh, no, we're not doing draws. We're just going to play it out until they can fight no more. I think that's what happens. Like They just drag on too much or hell maybe just snip some of the match cards away like let's see we definitely don't need a matchup between Elias and Corbin that's for sure so with the Usos the New Day (laughs) and the Dirt Sheet who wins the ladder match (sighs) I'm going to go with New Day actually you know just seeing them like win another a tag team championship like that would be like what let's see they've been six time champs already um I think they're already seven um oh yeah they're seven time champs yeah you know what seeing them as eight time champs like I don't know why not right you really just can't picture the new day without the tag belts well that's how I feel about the Usos that's why it's the title picture always has either the New Day or the Uso. When was the last time you saw a pay-per-view 
where the Raw and the SmackDown Championships had neither one of those two teams in there. Hmm. Good point. And especially with the Uso say, like, we've never had a WrestleMania moment before, which is the unfortunate truth. You know what? Oh. I'll give it to the Usos. I'm changing my answer. I was going to say, the Usos may not have won it. No, the Usos have won at WrestleMania. They did last year. I keep forgetting about last year. <laughs> this is just how much... This is what the COVID is doing to me. I'm forgetting things. And then there was the year before. Wasn't it the Usos were going into WrestleMania the champions? Or was it the New Day? Because it was the New Day, the Usos, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Hmm. So they've had the... Because I think it was the one... That one there with the Bludgeon Brothers and the New Day. I think it was that year they were saying... They've never broken past the pre-shot or the kickoff shot. Oh, wait, yeah. Usos did win. The SmackDown belts. It was against uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet. Rusev, Nakamura, and The Bar. Yeah. All right, so before we go on to the next match, so you're going with the Usos. Yes. I'm going to say the Dirt Sheet retains. Now, before we go on to the next match, we're going to hit our first segment called the random react so basically all this is is you listen to a segment and then from there we i give you the chance to react to it tell us whether like what it meant to you how it impacted history what emotions you felt so this here is your random react all right i'm game all right, this is an advert, so give me two seconds. <laughs> no problem. Uh, while you're setting it up, so I saw someone tweet out, stop the gift twice. It's basically just like all a bunch of WWE superstars, and like that's your main event of WrestleMania. And I got Jeff Hardy versus Eddie Guerrero. Could you have imagined that? Uh, how Could you imagine a rivalry between those two? Forget Ray and Eddie. Jeff Hardy and Eddie could have been Which Jeff Hardy, though? Jeff Hardy from, like, 2004 or Jeff Hardy from, like, 2008 when he was feuding with Randy Orton? It just said, like, it was just a picture of Jeff Hardy. And he he had the face paint on, actually, so... But 2008 Jeff Hardy. Which one would you want, though? Because the one... Jeff Hardy, where it was, like, all glowing and all that, was 2004, like, versus The Undertaker? Mm. Right. So, here... I would have won with face paint. Is your random react? All right. I did it once, and I do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Of course, you pick this one. Walk down that aisle tonight. Into this ring. And look me eye to eye like a man. I'd say, Hitman, I screwed you once, and I'll screw you again. 
You know, it's funny. I actually did watch this on TV, but I remember like seeing this when I got back into wrestling. All right, you're up. Um, <laughs> as I said, like I, I wasn't like in back into WWE at that time, but like I remember like watching <laughs> that when I did get back into it, and it's like that was probably like an, the most obvious troll move to ever troll because he's he walks into Montreal. I always say people are still salty about the screw job, and I kid and you this, not, um, this is what he, seven years later as well. Mm-hmm. And I swear, like, my, my buddy uh, Eli, who does two marks, or, or the geek, um, he, he basically, like, always trolls me all the time. Because he's a huge Shawn Michaels fan and pulls up all, like, the Bret Hart jokes on me. He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if if I were to honestly, like, watch that, I know he's going to troll Montreal. Because, A, I would do the same thing. Because, well, I'm from Toronto, and we have a rivalry in terms of sports and just everything else. Kind of like Boston, New York. And I don't know what the Aussie comparison could be. Like, I don't know, Melbourne, Sydney. I don't know if those two are rivals or anything. Well, sort of like America and Canada or Australia and New Zealand. Oh, there you Actually, perfect. Yeah, Aussie, New Zealand. Which, by the way, I think the All Blacks are better, but I'm a Springboks fan. Queensland and New South Anyways. Huh? Queensland and New South Wales. There's one for you. Because we have... Yeah, I um, guess the, I guess the got, Aussies would get that. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, so... Actually, not all Aussies would get that either. Um, You've got... Oh, in the NFL, we have our own version called... There's AFL, which is more southern football. football. That looks amazing. We've got AFL, which is basically... You kick the ball in between four posts... But then you've got NRL, which um, we've got Daniel Vito, who's currently at the WWE Performance Center. We had Jared Hayne, who went and played for the 49ers. But then you've got the best NRL players from New South Wales and the best NRL players from Queensland play off in a best of three series each year. Oh, wow. And it gets brutal. It's not so bad anymore because of all the policies that put in play, but there used to be matches where, like, the match would just break down and there'd be two teams of football players in the field just punching the living shit out of each other. <laughs> like, that was just such a blood feud. Now, anyways, back to my reaction. So, if I were to, like, watch that on TV, I know he would be trolling the fit trolling the fans like they play brett's music he's not gonna show up and sean just like laugh has a laugh and honestly as i said that is probably like one of the best troll moves in wwe that crowd was so hot that night oh oh my god montreal gets hostile like if you were to see like the reactions like okay here's here's another great great example like i remember like watching raw one time and you have, like, Roman Reigns. Everyone's booing the living crap out of him. Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal, of all people, entering the arena. And people are cheering for him. Because we know... we When we know you're a Canadian, we will make sure, like, you are heard. 
Jeter Mahal of all people gets cheered. And then you get Kevin Owens. You know, you also get a crazy cheer for him. And then when you get Sami Zayn, oh my God. Wow. That oh was my insane. God. You watch the Sami Zayn entrance of Montreal. They are, you can't hear anything. It's like Sami Zayn's a heel and probably one of the most hated heels going because of how good he was on the mic when he came back from injury. One segment in Montreal with Alexa Bliss, they popped. He trolled that crowd with his his entrance so much. He was was trying to get get them to hate him, and he was struggling because they were just so happy for him. There's so much love for Sammy. And his entrance. You know... You know, I think the ultimate betrayal I think Sammy would do is he walks into Montreal and he's wearing a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, which it's it's a hockey team uh, that I grew up with, but I'm a Winnipeg fan. If you were to walk in with a Leafs jersey, everyone would be like, you backstabbing traitor, how could you? Now, am I allowed to like play like a video? Like It would just be like Sammy and Kevin's entrances. And Go you could just it. hear how loud they are. Go for it. You you literally can't hear anything. Even when you're watching on TV, you can't hear anything. Oh, yeah. And then here we go. Now, now here's Kevin Owens. And you know it's loud when you, when you can hear it in their voice. No. You could, you could see, yeah, you know it's loud. You could barely hear Michael Cole, which is a good thing, but that's beside the point. Or even the fact that you can hear in his voice that he's verbally shouting into the microphone. Yes. Like, no, my, out of all the things, like, as much as, like, I always hate Montreal for anything sports-related, they have the better wrestling crowd. I want a WrestleMania in Montreal so badly because you will have just probably the best crowds ever at Mania. They would not be ever tired. You know, like, when a WrestleMania drags on, the crowd just gets tired. You will not have that in Montreal. All right. So it, it Just imagine picture, picture perfect of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both winning the World Championship and the Universal Championship. Like, the city would just never... They would celebrate as if they just wanted the championship. All right, so I'll throw this question at you. All right. You say Montreal for a wrestling crowd. How does it compare to Chicago? Because we all know Chicago goes red hot for CM yeah. Punk. So, well, when I was at AEW, there, there was no CM Punk chance. Cause, well, duh, yeah. But when Colt Cabana came out, people just lost their minds. Like, oh my god. Like, it, was a, it was one of those about time moments that 
you know, it was one of those like, will he, won't he sign with AEW? And, you know, just seeing Boom Boom out there, everyone was just like losing it. It's like Cole Cabana finally. And I've been on Instagram live with him before where he's like chatting with the fans. And like I told him, like, hey, I'm like so happy that you came out. And he was like, yeah, I appreciate that, man. But the Chicago crowd, like, they're definitely like entertaining. But I think in terms of, I just like, energy it goes to montreal like a good a good i guess battle for who's got the better crowd would be montreal and philly you know two ruthless crowds who'd be like oh they will tear down something if a certain someone doesn't win oh yeah all right so we'll get back to the predictions well, I know next year WrestleMania is going to be in Los Angeles, but just please put a WrestleMania in Montreal already. Or even London. I would love a WrestleMania in Europe. Why not? Okay, Europe's had SummerSlam. Let's get a major pay-per-view down to Australia. You had Super Showdown. You had your chance. That was not one of the big four pay-per-views. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, hell, a Canada sum- even a got SummerSlam in Australia, though, would be amazing. Yeah, but see, SummerSlam in Australia would be wintertime for us. Call it Winter Mania. <laughs> winter Slam. Or Winter Wonderland. Actually, how about the Royal Rumble? You guys can get the Royal Rumble. That's January, so that's right in the middle of summer. There you go. So there's your summer slam. The only thing is they do it at the MCG, and that's at the arse end of the country. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I mean, that's right down the south of um, Australia. I'm right up the north. Let's put it in Brisbane, where the weather is beautiful. You've got the Gold Coast, the beaches, the Royal Rumble in live, Brisbane would be perfect. Do you live near Brisbane? Because I was like trying to look up like the Queensland area and be like, well, where the heck are you? All right, so I'm in Moranbar. It's about a two and a bit hour flight. If I okay. drive down to Brisbane, I do it in two days. I spend seven hours on the road and I'll stay maybe Rockhampton or Gladstone overnight. And then from there, I do about a nine hour drive to Brisbane. So You guys are seriously a gigantic island. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about a 24-hour drive from the bottom of Queensland to the top of Queensland, and that's just one state alone. Jeez. <laughs> All right. US, crazy big. All right, and... So the next right, match... Of amazing Canadians, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins... This up actually, this is one of those, yeah, it looks exciting, but it's also isn't that exciting because they've been just at each other's throats for months, though, and it's like, just fight already. I mean, realistically, Kevin Owens wins, and the one thing I've noticed is they've got Seth Rollins. They don't have Seth Rollins with Buddy Murphy and AOP. Mm-hmm. Which, that is a little interesting. It's like, mm. I know for a fact someone's going to come out and try to pulverize him. So, who wins? Fantasy-wise, like, I want to go with Kevin Hollins, because, duh. 
But I feel like realistically, to keep up like the Monday Night Messiah builds with him, I'd, I would go with Seth Rollins, honestly. Yeah, I think realistically, you've got to go Seth Rollins. Yeah. That's that's not a total loss. I mean, like, I'll go for Seth Rollins. Like, he wins. It's the uh, more proof that WWE just always likes to screw with Canadians, but that's beside the point. All right, so we're both going Seth Rollins. I'll go with Rollins, yeah. The next one is Undertaker versus AJ Styles in a Boneyard match. What the hell is a Boneyard match? Are they basically... You know what? Wouldn't this just be a buried alive match? Well, this is what I'm thinking. Do you remember John Cena versus The Undertaker from, I think it was Unforgiven in like 2004 or 2003? Between, I guess, 2002 to 2007, I was not watching WWE. Well, I wasn't either. I think I've (laughs) seen clips of it somewhere, but this is when John Cena was his Doctor of Thelgonomics versus um, Biker Taker. Wait, isn't this where he did like a promo taken in a cemetery? Yeah. Oh, I remember watching that on YouTube. I think it's more of a graveyard match, like they're going to fight in a graveyard. That's what my theory is. I'm, Unless I'm you're looking in... up Unforgiven, but I don't see anything. It might not be Unforgiven. It could be totally something else. Let's see. Uh, all I've seen is just WrestleMania. WrestleMania. See. I'm just going to say... Oh, is it? Vengeance. That's the one. Found it. Vengeance, two thousand three. I will be happy about this if I hear Lint Biscuit and keep in the American Badass rolling. I will be happy. I. I will be happy. Don't know if we're gonna he's, get the gong or if we're gonna get roll it or, but the fact well, that he's not if wearing. If I just hear hat, roll it, I'll be like yes. He's not wearing his hat. He's not got his hair down. It's not straight. He's got it up in a long-ass braid ponytail, whatever it is. He's wearing a beanie. He's he's going real old school with this one. And the fact that they're calling him Mark Calloway. Uh, That's just cringy to me. All I want out of this feud... Is for AJ Styles to get the living shit slapped out of him by Michelle McCool. Yes. I will say this, like for his entrance, I think it might be either Limp Biscuits, which that's fingers crossed for me, or uh, You're Gonna Pay. I go, Dead Man Walking, you done it now. You done it made a bit. Actually, you know what? I think he might come out to that. Because when you hear the words like, you you made a big mistake, I think that's like direct to AJ Styles. Like, you gone ahead and made a big mistake. Yeah. And always kicking assholes' ass. <laughs> All right, so who are we if going I, if we, with? Can, who wins this I'll match? I'll go with Undertaker. I'll go with Taker. 
because hey, it's WrestleMania. Under the club, God damn it, Undertaker! When are you going to retire already? Do the club get involved? You'll see. Uh, I don't know. Because this know. is another one where the faction hasn't been listed. Hmm. We'll see. I. I don't know. I really don't know. But as I said, I think Taker. And I bet it's gonna be like one of those like outdoor matches. Like it'll look like their version of the Final Deletion Part Three. Mm. They had that that new which. Another rivalry that that WWE is wasted. New Day versus Wyatt Family. It though it could have been amazing rivalries. Like they did one yeah. where it was like they did it at the compounds, and it was basically their version of Final Deletion. And then when they did have the Final Deletion or whatever the Ultimate Deletion or whatever they called it with Wyatt and Hardy, that was just so blah. Like you went into it knowing <sighs> Hardy was going to win it. It could have been one of those that you could have looked better. Yeah. No, Wyatt Family New Day. If I were to pick a moment where I would break up the New Day temporarily, it would have been that point. Because then yeah. it's like, why is Xavier Woods acting so weird around Bray Wyatt? We don't know. It was never explained. Xavier Woods could have been Sister Abigail. That would have been creepy. <laughs> All right, so I'm with you. I'm going to go with The Undertaker on this one. This is a bit of a hard match to call. Now, the next match is like hard to obvious at the same time. Fatal five-way. All right, so let's break this down. Tamina, why is she in the match? Is she not injured anymore? No, since when did she become John Cena and can just jump straight into a title match? I, I don't even know. Wasn't this originally supposed to be Bailey versus Sasha Banks? That was like the big rumors. I was like, it was going to be Bailey versus Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And that would have been better for two reasons. One, it's Bailey versus Banks, and two, social distancing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Two is great, but five's a crowd. <laughs> and one thing Bailey did comment on that I actually found quite interesting is she's used to this. She's defended all three women's titles at Mania now, and they've all been in multiple women's matches. Mm. She had the tag match last year. And then a couple of years ago, she had the Raw women's match with Charlotte, Nia Jax, and Sasha Banks. You know, I uh, just in my opinion, when we were going to be ready to <laughs> introduce Bailey into the main roster, I would have loved to have had Charlotte versus Bailey at WrestleMania 32. Like, a winner-take-all match. You know, she's carrying, like, the... Well, what was the Divas Championship, but thank God now the Raw, the WWE, like, Women's Championship. Just have her against the NXT Champion. That would have just been amazing. Yeah. I don't know. This is my opinion. Especially, like, the crowd size you got. 
be like mystery partner and you just hear bailey's music everyone flipping the hell out like what bailey yes bailey which by the way i still at least they did give her a proper introduction which is is that when she was at shasa banks what the hell pay-per-view was it yeah, I don't mean, can't be fast The whole idea of having Bailey versus Banks is that one of them would turn on the other, and I suppose you couldn't really have it because do you really Bad want to turn God. Banks face? Yeah. And I mean, Bailey's just turned heel herself. I know it's. I I am like kind of behind like whole like Bailey gone rogue, and also why have they released her theme on Spotify? What the hell? Like mm. I love her, I love her new theme. It's so badass. But it's like, no, we haven't released the theme yet. It's like, what the hell? AEW just released Matt Hardy's theme, and he hasn't even fought anything yet. Mm. So, seeing as they're still best friends, what's Sasha Banks done to be in this match? Like, she hasn't even wrestled us. I suppose this was what Paige's way of um, saying or trying to mess with Bailey because she ran down the women's Did division. They- didn't Paige say that she was trying to be in the process of fighting back or just coming back to fight? So I, I did not I keep it. hearing rumors that like Paige wants to come back and fight or is her career actually over? So it's like she probably does want to come back and fight, but I doubt it's actually hap- uh, happening. God, I miss her. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh... I was so behind on Paige. There's just something about tomboys, and especially I, I don't. I want to say emo or goth, but it could just be offending that. Either way, she was just a total badass, and I miss her. Yeah. So who? Um, you've got Naomi, who's in the match, which I can understand why Naomi's in there. She's a violent threat to Bailey at the moment. Uh, Lacey Evans, because people are cheering for her now. Really? Next, thanks. She's had her chances. She's still so green in the ring. I feel like Bailey's gonna defend this. I think she's gonna win this. I'm gonna say for Bailey. Yeah, I'm going with Bailey as well. If Tamina wins this, watch everyone, watch Twitter go wild if Tamina. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that was the reaction at WrestleMania 33, whereas I was happy she defended her title. I don't know. Like, everyone's saying, like, oh, Bailey needs to be a champion. Then she's champion. It's like, oh, no, Bailey shouldn't be the champion. It's like, make up your mind. It'll be a whole world of. Bailey's a great champion. That's all I'm going to say. I think she's. Cancel culture. Cancel WWE Network. I'm going to AEW. You're going to hear all of that. I'm with AEW. If Tamino... No, I think that would be for... I feel like people would tweet that if Corbin wins his match. (laughs) I don't even think people care, honestly, with that one. True, actually. I'm with Uh, you. I'm I'm going Bailey. I'm going Bailey. I'm going Bailey as well. Alright, so our next match is John Cena versus The Fiend in a Firefly (laughs) Funhouse match. What the hell is a Firefly Funhouse match? Your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) Is it just another version of a House of Horrors match? Oh my god, don't get me started with that one. That was so damn cringy. 
I think basically, if you remember back to when Seth Rollins attacked the Fiend or attacked Bray Wyatt in the Firefly Funhouse, I think and basically everyone was like, "How did he even get in there?" I think that's what's going to happen. We're going to have that, but an extended version of it. Uh, I kid you not. When I first heard like the Firefly Funhouse theme, like I literally thought WWE was in commercial. And I see that and be like, what the hell is this? And then I see Bray Wyatt and be like, oh my god, WWE, what the hell have you done to him? Which I still think, in my opinion, this is getting a little stupid. But then again, we did just see Jericho go prom- use his promo skills on a drone. And people couldn't stop laughing because that was just the funniest thing and maybe the greatest thing they've ever seen. Yeah. So I, Jericho I don't doing- want to sound hypocritical and be like, oh, how can you say... Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse is stupid when you just saw Chris Jericho talk to a machine. Well, throw a wine bottle at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, kids. Let's have a little bit of the bubbly. But don't worry. This is just apple juice with some sparkling water. And it's called apple cider. I will admit, like, the creep factor does look pretty good. And when they introduce, like, the fiends... I was first off like, oh my god, like, well, when he won the title, finally, it's like, yay, he won the title. Goldberg beats him. WWE, what the hell are you doing? This is why people are not watching you anymore. So, my, Uh. going back to SmackDown for a minute, my issue with SmackDown is they were airing, or basically they had BT Sports Live or USA Live, whatever it was. I'm like, hold on, this can't be live. Is, aren't they recording SmackDown, or are they still doing it live? For the I conference? think they were recording it. With the way it ended, it looked like it was recorded. Don't get me wrong. No, it, they've been... I think they said they've been uh, pre-recording matches. Which, I don't mind them pre-recording. I have no issue with that, but they're, in now, they're showing it all. They've got the logos up saying it's live, and I'm like, it's not live. Just say it's on BT Sports, not BT Sports Live. Hmm. So, and I'm not ashamed to admit, this made me jump. Like, it made my heart race. It was not what I was expecting. Which I suppose saying it was live just added to the effect of it. So the lights, what basically, the Fiend's music started. The lights went out. The lights came back on. The Fiend was standing up on top of that podium, basically, where... Um, yeah, I saw Gargano's throat chomper off and then the lights went back out second later the lights came back on and Bray White's in his red jumper standing behind John Cena going let me in <laughs> that made me jump like holy shit I was never like I like I saw like a little clip of it before we went on the air and I was like whoa <laughs> that was so well done so oh, good. I th- I think that it was just like reminding me like Hardy and like the projections to Jericho. You could tell they like yeah pre-taped that, but that was still like so amazing. Oh yeah, you like, could tell even was... I was actually spooked. Like you see Hardy on top, and then suddenly he just projected over to the middle section. And then he's just like it's like I'm like, well, what what is going on? What the hell is going on here? That was amazing. Tell it was pre-taped, and I think the giveaway there was 
if you don't watch Hardy, but you watch Jericho's face, he's looking to the left. Suddenly he's looking to the right. Yeah. Where with at least this one, you couldn't tell. Hmm. No, I, I thought it was... I still thought it was well played. But just as oh, speaking yeah. of which, I'm actually even wearing my all-delete wrestling shirts. Nice. Yes. I, I got down to the nitty-gritty of it, and I screenshotted it because I'm like, is that actually Bray Wyatt in both areas, or have they got someone else playing Fiend? That actually could have been more interesting if they had... Or no... Remember when, like, when they had, like, all the creepy little kids running the sheet masks? They should have had... Well, okay, maybe because of what's going on, that would have been a good idea. But it would... Imagine if you had just, like, little kids in fiend masks. How freaking scary would have that been? Come on. Little so I'm kids. Assuming, I'm assuming you didn't see the whole segment then? No, I did not. Oh, man. So it started off like John Cena was doing his promo. And he got interrupted by um, Rambling Rabbit. And he popped up from behind the barricade and said, when you lose to Bray Wyatt, you can play with us forever. Forever. And on the other side, you got <laughs> pop up behind the barricade. Forever. Forever. And then Abby the Witch popped up forever from a different area behind the barricade. Forever. <laughs> Forever, forever. Uh, it That's... was so well done. Okay, then. John Cena did not look spooked till Bray Wyatt popped up behind him. Oh, God. I don't have to watch bel- that, like, afterwards. John Cena gave such a good promo that it was almost believable that he could win, but I don't see The Fiend losing. Uh, no, especially, I think, after what you did at Crown Jewel. It's like, why the hell would you have him lose to Goldberg like that? Like, god damn it. My issue isn't the Fiend losing to Goldberg. It's how quickly it happened. That, too. But... Yeah, um... I'm going to go with The Fiend on this one, because, like, there is no way that they're going to screw this one up. Yeah. And it would be interesting. This could be, like, first time that John Cena loses, like, back-to-back, like, WrestleManias that he's fought in. So, I don't know, just my opinion could be a little interesting. Yeah. All right, so before we get on to the final four matches... We come into our new segment, our second one for the night, our brand new segment that I have been hyping for weeks. No one has known what it's called except for the few pictures I've thrown out there. One of them... I don't know what we're even going to (laughs) do. One of them being a little school, another one being a microphone. So tonight, we're going to do two things well when i say tonight i mean this the result on your end won't be out till later in the week because for everyone listening this involves you eric is going to cut a promo 
Eric is going to WrestleMania in front of an 80,000 crowd. He's going to cut a promo on his opponent, Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. And you guys decide, does he get expelled or does he go into the Pipe Bomb Academy Hall of Fame? This segment is officially okay. announced as the Pipe Bomb Academy. All right. <laughs> School oh, great, I'm in the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, great, I'm in the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> School is in session. Drop your pipe bomb on Hulk Hogan. All right, all right, all right. It is so great to be here in the Silver Dome. All right. This isn't the this isn't the Silver Dome. It is it is demolished, much like the career of Hulk Hogan. You call him like an all American hero, you know, the man you idolize with wrestling. You know, wrestling would not be where it is without Hulk Hogan. The only thing I really see out of him is like most American dreams, all I see are frauds. And that is exactly what Hulk Hogan has led you to believe. You remember NWO, one of the greatest supergroups? He exposed himself as a fraud, that he didn't do it for the kiddies. He did it for him. And that is exactly like most Americans. They don't think for others. They think for themselves. Look at what I do. I do things for me, but I at least do it for the entertainment, for your value and dollar. Hulk Hogan only does it to sell his stupid-ass T-shirts and get money off his NWA or his NWO crap. Hulk Hogan is not an American hero, nor has he ever been a wrestling hero. Hulkster, what you gonna do when I leave your face hanging below with my foot up your ass? You are not pro wrestling. You are like Hollywood, Hulk Hogan. You are fake and i just can't wait to prove it otherwise to the rest of your little hulkamaniacs this has been your twitter creator king end of promo well done i'm thank you quite enjoyed that that had me really listening into it it'll be an epic match at wrestlemania that's for sure the question now becomes, do you get expelled or do you go into the, or are you going to be our first inductee into the Pipe Bomb Academy Hall of Fame? Hey, if you, find a, if you give me a city, I will roast the living crap out of it. But interesting, you gave me Hulk Hogan and be like, oh, because you can never tell whether I was even telling you some truth out of it because so many other people have come right after Hulk right after Hogan or before him, you just like, you think wrestling, you think Hulk Hogan. 
We will find out the result next week on Mining for Mayhem. So you guys choose. Does Eric go into the Pipe Bomb Academy Hall of Fame? Or does he get expelled? I can't wait to see what you if guys you, think. If you vote yes, I will send you a Tough Love t-shirt. That I do not, <laughs> that I do not have. Bribery. Yeah, All we right. just have a t-shirt that literally just says, hashtag join Tough Love. That's it. We're cheap. We so think we, for us, not for others. So we come into our final four matches of Mania. Wow, this has been a long card. We still got four to go. We're almost there. On the At home. Least the titles. All right. Next one is Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. Baszler, without question. Is it a squash? I say it goes back and forth. Like it almost looks like a squash, but it does go back and forth. But I would say like Baszler definitely just. Baszler's going to be the more aggressive approach. And I'm also still pissed off that like she lost the she lost the NXT championship to Rhea Ripley, which well, hey, I think Rhea's awesome too, but I just would have loved Shayna just kicking the crap out of Charlotte Flair. That would just be music to my ears. And from an By Australian way, point of view, we were celebrating when Ripley won. Jeez, I'm, I I forgot she's from Australia. Don't get don't take this the wrong way. I almost thought she was British for the while until I found out until I actually looked up her. It's like, oh, she's from Australia. She comes from Adelaide, the hometown <laughs> of Mr. Joshua Robinson. The fantastic good old Josh. Shout out to Josh. What a fantastic host of wrestling reverb if you haven't checked him out go check him out because he's just started his own network where he's got the josh robinson show wrestling reverb with kevin carroll and he's now just started his new show with his brother-in-law or his soon-to-be brother-in-law um ryan who's also on twitter and they do a show called brothers by law so if you guys all haven't checked that out go give that a check out so shout out to josh I love talking to Josh and stirring him up. It's fun. <laughs> but I, uh, I want to go to Adelaide one day. I want to go to Adelaide. Mainly for one thing alone. I'm not sure if you're a huge fan of it, but I want to go down there for the V8 supercars because I hear you guys have so much fun with those guys. Yes. They're all around the country. So we've got Bathurst, um, which is in um, just west of Sydney. Oh, I know about that. It's the... Is it the Bathurst Thousand Miles or is it Twelve Hours of Bathurst? I, I forget what it was called. I think it's tw- Bathurst One Thousand. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then but you've it's... got the V eight up in Townsville, Gold Coast. And then the Australian Grand Prix, which oh my god, I am so sorry that it got cancelled. That must have. Yeah. That must have hurt. I haven't been a big motorsport person myself. But my former co-host Seth, I I love talking to Seth. He was he was so great. He is a huge motorsports fan, and he's going to go to university and chase his dreams of somehow getting involved in motorsports. Hey, if he's if he's got the budget for it, um, he he should come to the Indy Five Hundred. I I'm like that was not me sneezing. That was the cat. <laughs> not talking, but. 
Actually, one of my favorite uh, IndyCar drivers is from Australia. Okay. Yeah, is Will Power from originally from Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia, and last year he was the very first Australian driver to win the Indy 500. Oh, Will Power, what a pump! He must get so much shit. For or actually, that. not last year; it was uh, two years ago. He must get so much shit for his name. Hey, I would. Okay, yeah, yeah, apart from the pun, but I love Will Power. Like, oh, yeah, he's one of the... He's like Australia's pride and joy when it comes to the indie racing. Oh, yeah. No, I've met him a handful of times. He's uh, so down-to-earth. I've also yeah. met Ryan Briscoe. He's from New Zealand, so I guess that doesn't count. Ew. <laughs> I'm still dirty on Dakota Kai. <laughs> Not that I'm a fan of Tegan Knox, but... Dakota Kai basically stabbed Rhea Ripley in the back, and I am dirty on that. I'm guessing there was a betrayal because I haven't watched much. Um, the War Games match. Lately. Oh. When Dakota oh. Kai attacked Tegan Knox, she betrayed Team Ripley in War Games against um, Team Shayna. I'm so dirty. To quote Rhea Ripley, that filthy Kiwi. <laughs> oh, well. All right, so who's winning, Becky or Shayna? Baszler. <laughs> As I said before, you were going to even say it. I already know what I was going to say. Baszler. I'm so torn with it because, I mean, if okay. Shayna wins... She's just annihilated the whole women's division and there's no one to challenge her except for maybe Ronda Rousey. That's what I say. Imagine that, Bill. Especially when you got WrestleMania going Hollywood. Baszler, Ronda, for the Raw or SmackDown, I don't care, any women's championship. Just imagine how nuts that's going to be. Well, they don't even need the championship. They could put it like Baszler's trying to get out of Rousey's shadow. Basically, and like it could have like a WrestleMania moment, like even though I just cut a promo on the man, it could just be like Rock and Hogan, you know, the two of them just staring down, everyone just going, Holy shit, holy shit. Because I don't think those two have ever seen each other before, like they've mm. never fought. I mean, Baszler, they've come face to face, friends. friends. Baszler made, um, actually, wait, this is interesting when, um. When the Ultimate Fire was still probably like the best thing ever, and there was a Team Ronda, Shayna was actually part of Team Ronda on the Ultimate Fighter. So, just and she's had two professional bouts, but on the show, but they've both they've both been lost. So just imagine, be like, Ronda is the reason that I got that I became a much better fighter by being better than her so well i don't know you could still like have like an mma like involvement in there but i guess like because i know ronda's i think it's either i keep hearing conflicting reports whether i'm hearing that ronda's just taking a break from fighting or that she's on maternity leave because i heard she wanted to actually start a family yeah well she left to start i give her a huge respect for it she 
she initially left one starter family, two to heal her broken hand. But I haven't heard any reports that she's had a baby. Hmm. I guess one too. But I would still just Rhonda, Baszler, WrestleMania, do it. Just friggin' do it. See, that's my issue with Shayna winning. Like, where do you go from there other than Rhonda? But if Becky wins, Shayna destroyed the whole division in the women's chamber. So where does Becky go from there? Who's left to challenge her? I would give maybe Becky just a little bit of a break, but, you know, maybe build up a rematch at SummerSlam because, you know, people are going to be really wanting to see that since they couldn't see it for real. I mean, you could always have um, Shayna win and then in a couple of weeks have the shakeup or draft or whatever you want to call it. Send Becky to Wild card. Bring, oh my god. Bring Sasha to Raw. And then maybe have Sasha and Shayna and then have Becky go after Bailey. Honestly, like, I would do that. Just, like, give Bailey a new rivalry, like, put them on SmackDown and have Becky and Shayna's pass cross again, maybe at SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Actually, you know what? Survivor Series. Because you can have Shayna still on Raw, Beck, and she's still the champion. Becky as the SmackDown champion. Becky wins at Becky wins Survivor Series, and they have one more rematch at Royal Rumble. And I would have this one could be for one of the titles, and it could be Shayna wins, Rondo wins the Rumble. Yes, I know a lot of people are, are probably going to be lighting their computers on fire for that, but yes, Ronda Rousey winning the Women's Royal Rumble, and she challenges Shayna at WrestleMania. Boom. That's how you write Hollywood. Ooh, I like that. That's interesting. See, I, I was not like I would be. I would probably be an amazing storyline writer, but I would not want to be the subject to stupidness out of the WWE. I would not be. I could probably do the storylines as well, but I just wouldn't want to be subject to. That's not good yeah. shit. It's like you get the perfect storyline. Like, from what I heard, Matt Hardy proposed his version of whatever was going to happen to a board of writers and they all afterwards stood up and applauded what Matt Hardy said and Vince McMahon sat down the back on I don't get it oh my god Triple H please take over you know I'm at the point where it's like Hunter either take over WWE or and I kid you not I would love to see NXT just as its own brand just Cut yourself away from WWE because I think NXT deserves a lot better than given the credit where it's due. Like, I honestly think, like, what's bigger really at this point, WWE or NXT? And if you think NXT, okay, is it because of WWE or because of their own style of how they get the crowds and just basically how they build up storylines? Ooh. Like, that's, I'm not trying to sound like that's a, an interesting type here, but I'm at the point where it's like, you know, if NXT honestly distanced themselves away from WWE, you could honestly have a real ratings war that actually looks legit rather than, oh, like NXT is just a WWE brand or it's it's just the little development brands because they are saying like NXT is not a development brand anymore. So if NXT is its own brand, 
then get yourselves away from WWE, just in my personal opinion. All right, so what does NXT like, get compared to more? Does NXT you still get have, like, an affiliation with WWE, like cross-brand mm. matches and all that, but I still say NXT needs to be its own thing. Does it get compared to Raw and SmackDown more, or does it get compared to AEW more? Honestly, they get compared more with AEW because, like, I don't necessarily, unfortunately, see direct competition where back when, you know, Raw and SmackDown, they were actually having, you know, the brand split in the expansion. You put NXT in the picture, and they're just like, oh, yeah, NXT is just there. But you watch Survivor Series, NXT will just keep the living crap out of everybody. So that's why I think NXT just, it, as I said, my personal opinion, it needs to be its own thing. Much like when ECW was like sort of kind of its own thing. Well, that's what NXT is now. Being at full style. Yeah, exactly. You don't see NXT like going on tour, which like I honestly would have loved more if they did. But having the full sale crowd, I guess, does have significance. Yeah. Whereas right, AEW, so- well, they know which market. Basically, any market could honestly become like a crazy AEW experience. We're both gonna go Shayna for this one, correct? Uh yeah, Shayna. All right. The next match, Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. What? What? Strowman. Why is Strowman in this match? Because Roman likes his health, which is a good thing. I don't blame Roman for leaving, but why Strowman? They could have put Sheamus in there. They could have put Jeff Hardy in there. They could have put... Didn't Strowman actually, like, call out saying that to the indie stars who are, like, setting up GoFundMes because, you know, just to support on COVID, and he was like, oh, just go get, like, a job or something? Like, didn't didn't he do that? I I swear, he, like, called out in the indies and be like, dude, like, just because you're kind of privileged with having WWE doesn't mean you ought to call out the indie stars. They had the Perfect opportunity for this match. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I found it. Uh, from PW Mania, Braun Strowman receives backlash over indie wrestler comments. Yeah. So, is Braun Strowman the right person? Would you, Is he who you would have had in the match? How, like, they didn't even have a storyline or anything. They just said, oh, yeah, it's now going to be Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. They literally just... Ha- Assuming Strowman wins, they've just handed him the universal title. You could set up Braun Roman at the next pay-per-view or SummerSlam. Does anyone really want to see that? Mm, We'll see. Because right now, the reason I'm saying SummerSlam is I'm hearing rumors money in the bank might be either postponed or just straight up canceled. Because of COVID. All right, so and this that's is supposed to take place in Baltimore, which, by the way, the, the arena that was like one of the worst arenas I've ever been to uh, when I was there for full year. Wow. Yeah. Right, so... No, uh, concession prices were a nightmare, and it's just an old school arena that's just so crammed. All right, but, so this man, is how I would have done it Goldberg does his entrance, walks out to the ring, and he says, Roman's not here because he's looking after his health. 
I don't blame him what or says I'm proud of him or whatever it is. He basically praises Roman for his decision that says, I'm still here. I want to fight. I'm issuing an open challenge. You know, I, I actually just realized they and, never once met. I'm guessing maybe it was because they pre-recorded SmackDown, but mm. if, they, if it was live, I think... I think this is the problem that WWE, apart from Triple H saying about like all the circumstances, what's going on, we have SmackDown going behind closed doors. I haven't seen any of the superstars openly saying, you know, what's going on is a bit scary and we are still here trying to provide your entertainment. Mm. I mean, Braun could have been the bigger man and be like, wrote, like, just literally, I don't care whether he was at his house or he was at the PC, but just literally straightforward looking into the camera and just say like I heard about like Roman is like he's not going to be a mania because of his health and like uh, from one human being to another like I respect that I hope you get better like he literally just goes out of character and just be just be himself so issue an open challenge and out walks Matt Riddle uh, oh, come on. Well, okay. Also, why is everyone hoping for Goldberg, Matt Riddle? Like, have you seen the size difference? Like, Matt Riddle, like, he's... I'm not saying he's not short, but he's also not, like, up to Goldberg's level in terms of height. But it's like watching Lance got... Archer. It's like watching Lance Archer and Marco Stung. It's like, oh, my God, that was so brutal to watch. He's also got the MMA background. True. Which, that's where it becomes interesting. And Gold, Matt Riddle can go the distance. Goldberg can't. And on hmm. top of that... I guess, I guess they just wanted two superhumans, because that's a good shit. They've got this one-way Twitter rivalry to build on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so that's Matt, how all rivalries start, is social media. Matt Riddle's been taunting Goldberg for what a year now. Maybe, but I don't know. You just see like Braun walking up, and it's like I'm stepping up for Roman. And be like, I don't care like whether I I win the title or not. I want I'm here to have a fight. Yeah, literally, just right. not even mention their last bout in Saudi Arabia. Just be like, I'm just uh, here for a fight. So Goldberg versus <laughs> Strowman, who wins? I'm sadly going to think Goldberg might win because Goldberg, but I I feel like I want Braun to get his WrestleMania moment, uh, much like after the Under the Giant Battle Royale thing, which, oh yeah, I just realized he's part of the Battle Royale curse. What do you think mm-hmm. about it? It's like everyone who's like won the Memorial Battle Royale has gone to do like really crappy stuff. Yeah. Except Matt Hardy, though, because I think Matt Hardy just he's won more titles, really. He's the only yeah. one to avoid the curse. Thank you, Dostimus. <laughs> oh, no, he won the Battle Royale, and then he went on to Saudi Arabia to lose the... Um, no, he won the t- tag titles at Saudi Arabia as the deleter of worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... I feel like Braun would deserve a much better ovation, I guess, if he wins a belt. So, yeah. 
not it pains Goldberg. me to say this. I'm just gonna go with Goldberg. Yeah, I'm with you there. I feel like they they're still they still want to build Goldberg Roman. Yeah. So I think the next pay per view that's gonna happen. Whatever it might be, Money in the Bank or SummerSlam or whatever. All right. So two more matches: Brock Lesnar. McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre, please. I do think in this case it won't be a squash like last year. Yeah. It's because well, even I, was... I get it tired where it's like, okay, we squishing Brock Lesnar is pretty amazing to watch, but it's also we do need to see a legit fight. So And the fact that Seth Rollins could only win instead of Brock taking him to Suplex City, he took Brock to Low Blow City. Yeah. So Drew's I, been I'll go with, I think McIntyre was always going to win it, but now that it's in front of no crowd, I thought maybe Lesnar wins and they hold off on McIntyre until after COVID so he can get that crowd reception. Well, I think that's what every crowd is going to be. The first Monday Night Raw in front of fans again, or SmackDown, NXT, AEW. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to get, like, a crazy ovation. Be like, oh, my God, we've missed you and all that. So you're but, going with McIntyre, and I'm going to go with Lesnar. I'm Les- still going to go with Drew. I'm still going to go with Drew because, you know, you've you've wasted him before. He left, and now he's back after he dominated NXT, and now you brought him up to the main roster, and, like, you still don't have him getting a legit title. So I say just Drew, please. It's not really for, like, the sake of – WWE, but it's also just for him and the people who actually know there's potential behind him. All right, so, so the next. So we're going separate ways on this one. You're saying McIntyre wins, I'm saying Lesnar yeah. retains. Yeah. The final match Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Hopeful main event for night two. I would be surprised if it is. I think night two, they're going to go with Lesnar McIntyre. Actually, maybe. Okay, yeah. So maybe this could be night one main event. So who's going to win, Lesnar or McIntyre? I thought we already said that. Sorry, I'm not Lesnar McIntyre. Ripley and Flair. (laughs) Ripley, Flair. Ah, Rhea, please. If you get Charlotte winning the NXT title, I don't think she would be given a warm reception at full sale. Like, they would be up in arms. And I don't think, like, anybody in the NXT women's roster, I guess, kayfabe-wise, would even look her eye-to-eye. Whether it's even just a good girl or a bad girl. They'll just look at her and be like, what are you doing back here? Like, this is our brand. This is our turf. You know, you said a lot of crap about us. Yeah, and Or, uh, now that I've mentioned it, it's like, I feel like just Charlotte would just get a lot of heel heat. Mainly because the crowd literally just does not. No, she'll get go-away heat. Yeah. 
See, That's I don't know. I I'm think torn with this. And especially, it will be the start of like they cancel WWE Network. I'm never watching this again. I'm with AEW. I'm so. torn with this because I want to say Rhea. Because I'm Australian and I want to be behind my home country. <laughs> well. But no, I'm saying Rhea just for the NXT sake because she and Shayna like That's they are what... like the poster girls for NXT. I'm looking at the bonuses of if Charlotte wins. I Charlotte know, like, wins. this is weird for me to think that too because you can put, with... you can basically just move Charlotte to NXT and just keep her there. Yeah, and Charlotte in a versus... way. In a way, it could bring ratings for NXT. Imagine a takeover. Charlotte versus Io Shirai. Moonsault makes Hmm. Oh, God, you're making me think bad ideas. That's not good shit there. Or Charlotte versus Bianca Belair. Hmm. I'm undefeated. Not anymore. (laughs) Charlotte Bianca, I would love that though, but I say like Rhea, I guess wins, but Charlotte moves to NXT permanently. All right, so if Charlotte wins it, she's a, currently a ten times ten times women champion. If Charlotte wins it, if she put up a thing. Does this mean I become eleven time? Wait, I'm not sure whether that that would be, like, legit or an insult. Well, that's the thing. Do you believe if she wins, she should become an 11-time? Because I've got an argument to both as well. Well, what is it? Like, if, NX, if the NXT, like, Women's Championship is, like, a legit title, or...? Well, not even... It's... Does it count to... Should it count to a tally of she's a 10-times Women's Champion... To me, yes, it should count. If, but should she be an eleven time? If that's the case, then then what about the NXT Championship? Like, does that count on to those who have won the Universal and the? Yeah, well, that, like basically, so... like, like Seth Rollins, like he was the first NXT champion, and he's like been a champion of the World Title and the Universal Title. So I was like, does that tally up to yeah. him being a champ? All right. So here's my argument: Should it count? Yes, but should it count? Should she be an 11 times women's champ? No. And here's my argument for it. If she wins it, yes, it should count. But if you're going to count it, then realistically, you should count her first women's championship, making her a 12-time women's champ. Okay, here, here's the thing. Like, So, he's won the, Rollins has won the world title twice. He's won the universal title twice. He's won the NXT title like once. Is he a five-time champ or a four-time champ? Currently, he's a four, but if they do it, then yeah, he should be a five, I guess. But that's the thing. Do, if they, ca- do they legit say on air, is he a five-time champion? Yeah, I would. I mean, if well, that's the thing. If you go back to Charlotte, do you say Charlotte's 11 or 12 or 10? I mean, mm-hmm. if she wins it, you cannot say she's an 11 times champ. If That's you're going to count it, you have to count a first one. 
let's see what they say on here. Um, hey, Flair is four times, five times, so nine times. Record eleven. Okay, so it says on uh, it says on Wikipedia, even though we can't really trust it. It says that she's eleven-time women's champion. They counted the NXT title. According even to Wikipedia, w- it w- says eleven-time champion. I'm not sure what WWE uh, says on their end. Yeah. All right. So that's obviously going to be a continuous argument. Like, I don't think yeah. that's the conclusion <laughs> of that. That's basically a so, whole episode on how legit is NXT. Yeah. So, actually, here's another question for you. Totally mm-hmm. um, off space of sort of. Shawn Michaels is known as Mr. WrestleMania. Who would you say is Mr. SummerSlam? Oh, I don't know. That was an actual thing. Oh, it's not, but I think I've got an argument for this one as well. Um, I don't know. This is going to get me hate for it as well. I'm listening. So, I'm going to argue the fact that Mr. SummerSlam should be Brock Lesnar. Mm, well, my argument. I'm not, I'm not that, angry about that actually, because Brock's my been argument in a for that of is he is main evented seven of the last eight SummerSlams. You're not kidding, honestly. I and he's had like the incredible match with The Rock in 2002. Where oh that was actually a bit of a crazy upset. Yeah, I mean you've got Brock Lesnar last year against Seth Rollins. I'm not like, disagreeing with you on. Yeah, I'm not gonna... disagreeing with you about this. I'm amazed that they really haven't built Brock up to that. Where it's like, or Paul Heyman has said like yeah. SummerSlam it's it's Brock's favorite because he is Mister SummerSlam. If you're gonna count backwards, you've got Seth Rollins last year, which he lost. You've got Roman Reigns the year before, which he lost. The year before that, you've got Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe, which he won. Mm-hmm. Then you, the year before that, you've got the annihilation of Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, the one where he, he just went off on him. I don't know why, you've got but he did. Lesnar versus Taker. Which, honestly, I will admit, like, that was... Oh, wait, wasn't this the one where... Oh, yeah, wasn't the timekeeper thought Taker was tapping? I remember seeing this. Yeah, there was some... I remember Taker did his little sit-up and Brock Lesnar was laughing with that really weird face. God. The year before that, we're now Actually, back I didn't at watch this, but I remember like, seeing this. Now we're back at 2014. It was Brock Lesnar... Demolishing John Cena. Oh, in uh, SummerSlam 2012, he had a he had a match with Hunter. with Triple H. Um, oh, he beat he beat CM Punk at SummerSlam 2013. 
Yeah, like 2012. This yeah, is when he that came wasn't back. the main event though. In 2013, 2013, the main event was Daniel Bryan. Oh, sorry, I meant 2012, but yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 2012, it was Lesnar versus Triple H. 2013, it was Daniel Bryan. They've got here versus Randy Orton, but it was Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. It's just Orton cashed in his money in the bank. And then before that, you had the Rock versus Brock Lesnar for the Undisputed Championship. And as you said, what a match that was. It was Brock versus who? The Rock. Oh, yeah. The Undisputed title. I forgot that was they called it the Undisputed. Like, what the hell is that even supposed to mean? But whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, then, if I were to say, like, where Brock completely took off before abandoning WWE the first time, mm. I would definitely go with SummerSlam 2012. It's funny because The Rock was the champion and he lost that match. But a and year before... he was before, on the poster for SummerSlam. Yeah, a year before, The Rock was in also in the main event for... Actually, that was the third year in a row Rock had main evented SummerSlam. The um, second one was actually... He was challenging in the main event for the WCW Championship. Hmm. What a crazy time that was. Oh, my God. I wasn't, like, into... I didn't, like, fully, like, watch wrestling, but I did know, like, some people. Like, obviously, like, as a kid, like, I knew who The Rock was and who Stone Cold was. My favorite wrestler, honestly, growing up, I liked Kurt Angle. All because, mainly... His damn entrance music. I freaking love his entrance theme so much. That, like, when I heard it, like, at WrestleMania, I was like, oh, my God. This is just nostalgia. Amazing. Like, the pyro going off. It was just perfect. The fact he lost to Baron Corbin, that's a whole other story that I can't... That I'm just yeah. Actually, oh, we, could, we could probably sing a song live on air right now to the Brotherhood of I the Dead. Something that goes along. I don't sing. Something that goes uh, along the lines of "You suck, you, you suck." suck. <laughs> All right, so we'll, we'll wrap this one up here for tonight. Or morning but, for you. So yeah, for, so wait, final word on champion. I'm saying Ripley, and you're saying Ripley too. Yeah, I'm going with Ripley. Okay. You got to yeah. go with your home. Girl. Yeah, I say Rayo, but I do want to see Charlotte on NXT. All right, so do you want to plug yourself here and just tell everyone where you can find, where they can find you, what you do, and all that good stuff? All right, so for those who have gone this far listening to us uh, ramble about cartoon stuff, uh, you can find me, (laughs) you can find me, the Twitter creator King EZ, or Eric, just whatever you want to call me. Um, I do my AEW recap show called Demolition. I moved it to Saturdays, but... With what's going on right now, I put it on hiatus right now, but uh, I'm still incredibly active on Twitter. You can find me on the Elite Era. Uh, You can also just follow my pro account at Eric Zarins, A-R-I-K-Z-A-R-I-N-S. And uh, me and BJ here, we're part of uh, TWRE, which is uh, Internet uh, Wrestling on Twitter. And, you know, he's part of the Ashes, and I'm part of Tough Love. And despite the rivalry uh, we may have on there, uh, we're honestly real good friends, uh, just like everyone else in the podcast community. So well, just follow we're us also on social media. Part of um, so PWF. Yeah. Huh? We're also a part of the PWF. 
Oh, yes. And that, too. That's how, like, all the podcasters we know and love each other. And, yeah, and we're also in, like, our own little message group. Was it the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or something like that? I don't know. But I, either way, uh, just follow us on social media, and we'll, we're going to get through this all together. And, um, and a special uh, shout-out to my amazing uh, love of my life out in London who's doing her fashion studies, but who is also confined because of COVID. So, as I said, like, we're going to get through this together. And once this whole thing finally blows over, just just appreciate life more, guys. Because we're seeing a lot of good come out of everybody. And if we lose that after COVID is all done, we, we could repeat ourselves if we're not careful with ourselves. So, in the end, as I said, just be kind to one another, really, guys. That's the... You can't really, you can't buy respect here. You got to earn it. So just by doing the good things. And that's good karma. Yeah. Also, join Tough Love. But that's beside the point. Hashtag join Tough Love. There you go. Void ashes, <laughs> but that's a different story for a different day. Whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure Mags and I will have a podcast dedicated to the ashes. Which, ironically enough, that name came about because Mags and I... Um, have our quiz series where we have team where the captains of our own teams, Australia versus England, based on um, the cricket. So it's three versus three, and we quiz each yeah. other on wrestling. You so, need me, Russell Sode, and Wednesday Night Walpy. You got you got Team Canada right there. Team. Yeah, well that's what we Shout have. Shout out to you guys if you're listening, guys. <laughs> we had um wrestle soden wednesday night while we all went to war with england unfortunately we lost but what a good episode that was <laughs> the, the ashes the first one's on obviously mining for mayhem the second one's on why we watch shout out to wrestle Sode. shout out to wednesday yes. night Wallop. shout out to Matt. everyone in the pwf you guys are the best i would literally not have this big of a following without you guys oh yeah shout out to um Matt Wellis as well. You guys all made that Ashes episode crazy fun. <laughs> it's it's like for those that haven't listened to it, go listen to it because it is such a fun series. But you can find the second episode on Mags's show Why We Watch. Um, I'm at Aussie Lucian. I'm on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. I've got Mining for Mayhem. I've got my new series that I've just started, which is called The Hot Seat. It's just a knockout competition of where two people go head-to-head, one-on-one, mono-on-mono, and the winner goes through the next round. There's four... And yours truly might be part of it, but no spoilers. Se- season two, maybe. But we'll see how season one goes. We'll knock out all the bugs and the kinks off of it. We've just done the first one, so congratulations to Mags, who went through over RJ, four points to two. Mags is going through to the semifinals. Match two's coming soon. Stay tuned for that, everyone. You've got the Sunday night shout-out coming tomorrow night. That's going to be a big episode as well. Guys, hope you had fun. Look after yourselves. And more importantly, with COVID around, stay safe, stay indoors, and we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.